You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. Check, check, one, two, three. Yeah. Four, five, six. That's seven, good. eight, nine. Ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> six, no. seven, eighteen. No, I'm 20, done. Two, two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm done counting. I'm done. I'm over right now. Yeah. I don't like, like, math and stuff, so. Yeah. Um. <laughs> not my thing. It's not my thing. It feels good to be, like, all set up again. I know. Because we took, like, a month off. I know. Just... I miss being, like, in this space. You know, yes. like, I feel like. For me, it's also, like, a therapy, too, to be able to just come. Oh, my God, yeah. This is yes. really for us, not <laughs> for anybody else. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because I know we were, like, um, we haven't really seen each other much yeah. since we pre-recorded. Is our friendship a fake? Is it fake? Are we just doing this for clout? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> um. <laughs> like because yeah yeah anyways <laughs> no but it it was good I think it was good for the both of us to take that month off yeah and during the whole like masculine series for contacts guys um we did pre-record the masculine series like a month beforehand so I mean so basically in July we like doubled up yes on like the podcast so we were super busy I feel like this whole summer has been super busy <laughs> I know. um but yeah just so because me and Krista entered into new roles in the month of August so life got busy and I still have other things going on other than my new role at my job <laughs> so it was just it was a good um thing that we did that yeah it was a good space to like use that time to maybe like you know dive deeper into herself or just like you know watch tv or yeah, just relax or just <laughs> yeah. whatever was needed in that moment yeah just get shit done or yeah. just like do nothing exactly honestly. exactly no but the masculine series was so freaking good yes i loved it like boaz justin spencer i just love them so much and i just still can't get over it but i am proud of us yeah for doing that and, i really enjoyed it and i feel like it was such like a unique experience to actually be able to sit with them and like dialogue have conversation with them because I'm so used to you know just listening to their podcast Mm -hmm. but actually being able to like ask a question or you know really understand their thinking was really neat yeah and just to bring so much language to like how men feel and honestly I, I gained a deeper understanding of men. Yeah. I think it really helped in my outlook and my belief systems mm-hmm. um, that I'm even still learning now, even like listening back mm-hmm. and like thinking back on everything. So it's definitely, which actually brings us into this episode. <laughs> this episode, because I am dating. What? <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are like, what? Sorry. Yeah, huh? same. I thought the same thing, too. I thought I would never date anybody ever again, and I would just live my the rest of my life single. But I feel like that's such a normal feeling. I feel like whenever, yeah. you know, a 
person has loved so hard or, you know, really put everything into a relationship and it ends, it literally... In the way that it did. Yes. It literally feels just, like, crushing and you just have this belief that, like... It, it's never going to work well, again. Well, it, solid- it feels as though it solidifies every self-judgment and accusation that you have always told yourself your whole life. And especially ending a relationship the way that it did, it, it's like it validated all those lies mm-hmm. that I was telling myself. Like, I'm not good enough. You're, you're not lovable and I'm worthless. You know, like validating all that. So I really had to go on a journey that, hey, I'm okay without a man. And I'm, it's okay to feel as though I don't want a man and I don't want to ever date again and all that stuff. And that's kind of where I was at for like, I feel like a year or so, yeah. but then like shit was happening in the, that <laughs> process too. So, oh man. Yeah. So I just now after going through all that and going through a process and really getting out all that anger because mm-hmm. it's, it needs to happen. Um, I just, I felt like as though, honestly, okay, I made a bumble, y'all. Like, that's how this all started. Like, this started in the summer, started at the beginning of July. Um, I was just really into, I felt like I built enough equity and trust within myself at this point and who I am and um, kind of like had that core foundation of, hey, I know who I am as a woman mm-hmm. and I know what I have to offer. And, and when I say I know what I have to offer. I'm not saying my offering is to a man. Right. I'm not saying that at all. It's just like, I know I'm amazing. And I say that in the most humbling way, but in the confidence. (laughs) Exactly. I do want to say something before you move on, though. Like, that piece about how you said, like, you know, it was about a year where it just felt like you didn't, you know, didn't want a day. You had, like, mixed emotions, I felt like, with that. Well, and every time I would picture myself dating somebody or if somebody were to ask me out I feel nauseous yeah like I would have like this like trauma response in my body mm-hmm. even the thought of it yeah and I just wanted to point out like I feel like that was one of the most healthiest things you could have done for yourself because so many times people will I don't know I explain it as like they keep on chasing that thing that's going to fill them up, that thing's going to, that's going to make them feel better. Okay. This didn't, it didn't work. So let me go find something else that will. Whereas you took that situation, you felt super low, but then you were like, okay, I have to, I have to do it myself. Like I have to be good with myself. I have to be comfortable with myself. I have to love myself. I have to trust myself before I can go look for somebody else. And I feel like that part is super important because not a lot of people realize that and not a lot of people do it. A lot of people are like, well, my heart's broken. I need something to cover up this pain instead of going into their pain. And so they'll go on into another relationship. They'll be talking to guys all the time. You know, like, you know, you're single. You say Hoping for somebody else to heal them. Yeah, but here's Mm. here's the difference though too is like, you know, even if you're not in a committed relationship, a lot of people will still go on dates, be talking to somebody. Whereas you genuinely were single. Like you allowed yourself to be single. Like your mind was not focused on finding a man. Your mind was not focused on any of those things other than filling yourself up. And that was the important piece for you. Yeah. And not to give like, as if like that whole year was perfect. No, absolutely not. Like (laughs) I didn't have like people who kept trying to come back into my life 
every now and then because I did. And then also, like, I did have guys, like, I would still get asked out on dates, but I would just say no. And then, but it was, it was a deep process that I had to go on of like what do I even want and honestly like I think it's okay to even say in those moments like hey I don't want this Mm -hmm. I don't I don't ever want to get married I think that's actually okay because you know that you might change your mind or even if you don't that's still fine like I just had to be in a space where I could say those things and not feel judged by it and not feel the need to be fixed in that moment and be in that process. And I allowed myself to do that. And Krista, like, you allowed me to do that. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yes. do it. <laughs> like, whatever. You have permission, you yeah. know? So, like, get your friend like that. So, <laughs> but I feel like as the summer, I don't know, I started feeling more alive, like, this summer. Like, mm-hmm. I started feeling like breakthrough was really happening. Like, the fruits of everything that I have worked so hard for and worked on myself in, I was seeing the fruits in my life, seeing the fruits in my friendships, in my work, and in the podcast, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I was seeing it all, like, come to fruition. And I just felt happier and I felt more alive. And, like, even, like, I listened to, like, music that I – like used to love like I like I was so into alternative rock like three years ago (laughs) and electronic and I haven't been able to listen to it for so long because I've just been so honed in on like needing worship music because I've been so sad and da 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 but like I felt the need like I just felt alive and like listening and jamming out to music I used to love like I started loving the things I used to love that felt dead to me in that season oh That's good. That is so good. And I feel like that was kind of like, you know, those little signs of like, hey, like you're getting like you're getting to where you want to be. And I just I mean, I'm just so happy for you. Like I just Uh like the chills because I mean, it's hard. Like it's hard when you are going through that valley. It's hard when you're going through those really tough times, like because you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then, you know, you kind of open your eyes one day you know, after continuously working hard, continuously not giving up on yourself, like all of these things, you just realize, hey, like the thing, I made it, the seeds that I planted earlier, like they're growing now, they're blooming. And it's so nice, you know, like springtime, it's so nice to see everything just blooming again. And I feel like that's where you are. Well, yeah. And I feel like the the times where I was in my lowest of lows and I was crying and I was speaking those affirmations over my heart saying, hey, you're not going to feel like this forever. Mm. You're going to be okay. Even though it doesn't feel like it right now, you're going to be okay. And this is not a forever feeling. You're still going to have a beautiful life. There is hope in your future. There is dreams. There is fruition. And now that like I was finally, my body was there and my mind and my heart was finally there. I could it like I just trusted myself. Yeah. Like, oh my God! All the things that I was telling myself, I'm here. I'm living in it right now. And it felt like I didn't need, I didn't need to feel this way by getting into relationship. I didn't need to feel this way by a man telling me it. I built all of this all on my own and through my relationship with myself and getting to know myself and. Jesus, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like even friendships that I let people into my sacred places of my heart. Like I did this me and it felt powerful. So I think I finally felt powerful to go into a season of like, hey, dating doesn't feel so scary for me. Talking to a man doesn't feel so scary for me. I don't have this reaction of like, Bleh. 
<laughs> you know, like I just don't have that anymore. Did you want to say something? Mm-mm, okay. Good. And so I just, and so like my friend, one of my best friends at work, Megan, we've had her yes. on here. Yes. We love her to death. Um, so she's she's had a bumble. <laughs> yes, this and is great. Literally one day, like, um, she told me I got back on Bumble and I was like I obviously laughed because it's just like <laughs> a natural reaction, like, what bumble? And I always said, like, I will never go on a dating site. But I follow this girl who's like a, a dating coach and she always tells her followers, like, go on a dating site. There's nothing wrong with a dating site if you're yeah. ready to date. Da, 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 da. And I was like, nah. And, but Megan, and I was like, and so I was supporting her. Yes, I laughed. But then I was like, yeah, let's take a look. Like, let's look at these guys. <laughs> and, oh, my God, I've never had more fun swiping <laughs> on a phone, like, ever in my life with her. And, like, we were just, like, obviously you tend to, you know, have, like, some commentary about some of the men that you see (laughs) of course (laughs) natural commentary um which is a very human thing and so like she's like I was just hogging it and she was like um Alexis and I found myself just getting like kind of like lost it lost in it (laughs) in a healthy way but like just like having so much fun with it Mm -hmm. and not like being scared and powerless and she was like, um, Alexis, do you want to get a bumble? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, like four hours later, like we made a bumble. So like, it, it was just like, and before I, um, continue and move forward on, like, I want to preface some, something I, my definition of dating and relationships are separate. And we've said this before in a couple of earlier episodes when we started um, podcasting, but I feel as though dating is, I'm getting to know people. Mm-hmm. I'm getting to know men. Yeah. And it might be multiple men. Exactly. And I'm just going on dates. We're figuring out each other. We're figuring each other out. We're learning each other on a low stakes level. Right. Like, I'm not thinking you are going to be my husband next week or even next year. Yeah. And so I'm not putting any expectations on that person. That's what I believe dating is. And that's how I can compartmentalize dating and make it low stakes for myself. Right. Yep. Now, a relationship is, hey, I'm committed to this one person. I'm going to choose you. And I see you as a long-term future person in my life that I want to do life with exactly and I want to get to know you more and I want to learn you on a deeper and intimate level yep um and I'm this doesn't mean sex I mean like an emotional (laughs) intimacy exactly of knowing your heart and the core of who you are and allowing us to learn from each other Mm -hmm. and so I so that's the thing like and we talk about like if you want to get like use Christian language about it, like um, I don't, I date to marry. Well, I date to figure people out yeah. and, and figure out what I want. Exactly. Now a relationship is different. Mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna get in a relationship with just anybody because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be with just anybody. Well, and that's I feel like that's the difference is you're saying that if I'm in a relationship with you, it's because I do see the potential of that long term thing. So that would be more so like, you know, that Christianese language of dating to marry. Like, I'm not just doing this to pass time. If I wanted to pass time, I'd just continue dating you and other people. You know what I mean? Exactly. So when so we're going to mention and 
reference a lot of dating. And when I say dating, I'm like, I'm going on dates with multiple men and yeah. I'm figuring out what I want and what I like and letting it be low stakes. Mm-hmm. And so I started, um, oh my God. And if, if there are guys listening right now, please don't get a bumble and try to match with me. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, literally the moment I got on bumble, the amount of DMS I got on Instagram of people I used to go on high school with of like alexa's got a bumble you have a bumble and i'm like and the fact that like followers like people starting to request me on instagram and bumble they don't allow you to put your last name so how are you finding me first off right like that's a little weird you're like i feel weird now (laughs) so it was just kind of like okay but no it was like it was really fun i mean i had tons of fun you know and and the thing about bumble is like you have to reach out to the guy first yeah and that is big for me i was gonna say you're challenging yourself on many different levels here yeah exactly like i'm doing new things and i'm allowing myself to be new in it because alexis five years ago would never make the first move okay would never walk up to a guy ever listen (laughs) Alexis five years ago would have expected you to just woo her, you know, in the first... Sweep me off my feet. Yes, the first interaction, you better come to my door and grab me and open up the car door for me and make sure that I'm okay. Maybe give me some water on the car right there. (laughs) Cater to me. Cater to me only. Give me everything, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. And, like, not, like, realizing that this is a human being. Yeah. You know, like... I had a belief system like the guy needs to do everything and provide everything. Yeah, but then I like I I, I twist that and I'm like, okay, yeah. what if that was the expectation for girls, like mm-hmm. women? I'd be like, okay, I'm giving in all this effort, but I'm I'm not getting anything yeah. back. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, putting putting mm-hmm. yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. is definitely different. Well, yeah, and then I started noticing like the guys that I would be messaging, like they were good looking guys. Yeah, like. But when I would meet up with them, oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, like, just good conversation. And when I say this, I mean, like, oh, like, surface level. Well, hold on. Hold on. I don't want to say that. There, it just didn't feel as though there was, like, equity or substance Mm -hmm. in a way yeah and typically alexis five years ago would didn't matter like she would just want to be with the hottest guy exactly and looks is what mattered the most and the hottest ones that give me attention Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and whoever yeah exactly whoever gives me attention in that moment like yeah you're for sure this thing yeah let's do this (laughs) but i just noticed that like there was more, su- like, my heart was searching for more substance, mm-hmm. even in conversations. Yeah. And so, like, I saw, I found myself, like, letting go of a lot of guys that I probably would have picked five years ago and opening space and an invitation for men that I probably wouldn't normally talk to or go on dates with. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to go on that adventure with myself and allow that space of, like, what do I like? And giving these guys a chance. And even if it didn't work out, even if I didn't like them at the end of it, I was like, honestly, like, I learned something from them. Exactly. And that's, that's, I feel like that's a key takeaway, honestly, in dating, friendships, literally anything. Like, 
any type of relationship that you have, like you get to learn something from that person. You get to learn things that maybe you, you liked that you didn't know you liked and things that you don't like that you didn't know you didn't like. You know what I mean? So it is a learning curve. It's yeah. a learning process there. Yeah. And it was just so cool. And I also found myself being super up, up front, mm-hmm. like, like with the guy, like saying like, even after a date, if I didn't like them, Hey, I just, I didn't feel it. Um, it was really great getting to know, you know, and having that date. Thank you for everything. Thank you for asking me out. Um, but I just didn't feel it. And I wish you the best. Like I would be that upfront, And I would, I would even say like, there was this one guy who asked me out on a date and I was like, honestly, I don't feel just based off of our conversations on here. I don't feel safe enough. You're kind of pushy mm-hmm. when you're talking to me through text. So I don't really feel safe enough to go on a date with you. Like I was just very you know, like honest, honest. (laughs) And it was cool to allow myself, Alexis, to use my voice in that way towards a man. Yeah. And because I never used to. Exactly. And, but that's the thing though, is it's like, you're being honest, but still in a very respectful way. It's not like you were just like, yeah, no, not for me. You know, you weren't just turning away the guy and like, you know, just completely diminishing who he is. You actually still like brought him up and you're like, Hey, thank you so much for reaching out. Like, I appreciate you. I just, I'm not feeling it. And I feel like that's such a healthy thing to do because it's just, I mean, I feel like it's a form of healthy communication. Yeah. And also like, I I would even say to this one dude, like, Hey, you might not have meant it this way and you might have not even realized you were doing this. It's just, this is how I took it because I'm just this type of person. That's how I see things. So I just don't feel comfortable. Um, but I think, um, you're going to, have good like luck in the future with another girl (laughs) you know like that's what I that's what I said and I just felt so proud of myself and saying the no's Mm -hmm. to men yeah and not and allowing myself like like hey if I don't want to do this then I'm not going to do it exactly and feel pressured or forced into doing this to get some type of like validation that he's okay yeah because I did this yes yeah it's almost like a lot of women and probably men too like they feel bad. They don't want to hurt this person. But when you have that realization that obviously not everybody out there is going to be for you and that's okay, mm-hmm. like it makes it a lot easier to just be like, hey, you know, basically you're not for me and it's okay. You're for somebody else. You know, you can't marry everybody. So exactly. <laughs> well, and like, don't get me wrong. There are some men who like said no to me and like in a way rejected me. I don't like using that words because it didn't really I mean, it felt like rejection in the moment, but which we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, but like, it, it, there were guys who didn't want me either. Exactly. And I had to deal with that trigger when that came up of that feeling of like, oh, am I not lovable? Like, dang, am I not worth it? Dang, after everything I've been through, like, is no one still not going to like me? Like, I had to really face those feelings head on and affirm myself in that deeper level. Yeah. And it allowed a deeper invitation of healing for me in this process. Exactly. And and I think realizing there are going to be times where the two of you don't like each other. Like, it's a mutual thing. There's going to be times where maybe he likes you, but you don't like him. There's going to be times where you like him and maybe he doesn't really like you. But then there's going to be a time where you guys are both interested in each other. And I'm and for me, when y'all both choose each other and choose to get to know each other better and maybe eventually, like, a marriage, that's the most beautiful thing because it's like, you chose me, I chose you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, 
should we should we tell them about should we tell them about that one? Oh yeah, yeah. You think we should? Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> so, so as it like, <laughs> so as the actually as it, it was within days of being on Bumble, <laughs> I <laughs> I matched with this one dude who I was actually very excited about. I don't know. You get feelings. You get a good feeling once you like see a profile. Um, <laughs> And so, um, I got a good feeling about this one, dude. Um, are we going to do nicknames again? Yeah, we will. Sure. Motocross dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. If he listens to this, I'm going to die. Anyways. Um, but, um, so he, yeah. So we matched, we hung out (laughs) and it was great. (laughs) And, um, it literally, I, I guess I'll, I'll say this, like, and I wouldn't normally, I don't think I would have liked him five years ago. Like, again, like, Alexis five years ago probably wouldn't have liked this type of person. Right. Um, And so, but I did, and I feel like even, like, our first date, well, even as we were texting each other, it was very lighthearted. It was so fun, so adventurous. Like, it just felt... It was a lot of good energy and good vibes were going on. And and that's what I've noticed about myself, too. If, like, you can make me laugh over text, if you can bring so much personality and vibrancy through text, like, I'm definitely meeting up with you. Like, that's a person I just want to, you know, spend my time with. Yeah. Like even as chemistry. a friend or even as just, like, getting to know somebody. And I, I found myself being interested in those type of men yeah. um, who aren't afraid to show up. And, you know, be silly and be goofy and have personality, you know, yeah. like, and so, you know, we had a date. And it, was, it literally felt like, like you're, you met your best friend at five years old in a sandbox. Yeah. Like you're a little kid. Yep. Yeah. It literally felt like we, we literally acted like children Yeah, on the date and right. it was, it was so much fun. And so, but you know, like as we were going on more dates, hanging out with, we got very attached, um, super super early um and i was like okay i'm i'm starting to see like whenever there's certain you know people like this you know vibrant personality um i see myself getting attached to them very quickly and that's been a you know a pattern in my life and that's okay and it was good to notice that but yeah we we um we got very attached um very magnetic towards each other um I even noticed some triggers that were still there. It allowed me to see where I was currently at in my healing process and where I was currently at with my belief systems with men after going through everything that I went through with my past relationship. Y'all know this. Don't need to go into it. But so I so things just started coming up and then conversations started being had because now we were spending so much time together and we're, you know, kind of raising up on this level fast right and so um conversations were being had and i think just at the end of the day um the reason why it didn't work out it was short-lived yeah. <laughs> um short-lived um but it was just at the end of the day like we didn't have the same values and morality mm-hmm. and the same um self-awareness and that was not 
compatible with each other or matched. And I realized a lot about myself in that time period and in that conversation of us ending it. Although I will say like, I am so thankful for him in a way of like, that was the most healthiest ending, healthiest conversation I've ever had with another man. Yeah. I feel like that was super important for you because it proved to you, okay, I, I am capable of doing this. Like I can have these healthy conversations. I can end it in a healthy, mutually respectable way. Yeah. Like I am capable of not hating a dude. Because it ended. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was just like, wow, whenever I feel so free and it like each one of us on the, you know, the person across from me, like we're able to communicate and be on a healthy level. Like I am capable of doing that. Exactly. Well, and I feel like even deeper, if you don't mind, like I feel like it is even bigger that it's not like it was a, no, I guess it was, it, I can't remember. Did y'all both decide to end it? Well, I started noticing, okay, just to be honest, he didn't believe in God and I do. Right. So he didn't, um, I mean, yes, he respected me, but I think because we were getting to a certain level so quickly, it was very scary. It felt very scary on both ends and he could start seeing a relationship with me in a future. And it got super scary that like, how would that even work? You believe in Jesus. I don't believe in him and I wouldn't be able to support you whenever you would come to me and talk about Jesus or talk about something that you've experienced and I wouldn't be able to understand anything that you would say. Right. And like, you know, he started talking about like what about our families and did it like future tripping a lot. A lot of scarcity was coming in when I wasn't even thinking of that at that point. Like I was literally just still focused on low stakes. We're just getting to know each other. But he started like future tripping a lot. And we even had conversations and said that to each other in a healthy way. I wasn't. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, it was it was. Yeah, he didn't believe I did, but then also there was this one point where like I noticed something about him and, you know, I couldn't connect to it because he couldn't connect to it. And I even told him, how do I, how can I understand you when you don't even understand yourself? Right. And so it was even a self-awareness. There was a lack of self-awareness on his part too. And like, yes, I was like, yes, I don't like, how do I want to say this? Yes, it does matter to me. That you don't believe. Yeah. Yes, that is a big factor. But I wasn't ready to completely give up. Mm-hmm. But once it came to, once I noticed a lack of emotional intelligence and a lack of self-awareness, that's when I was kind of done. Because yeah. that doesn't feel safe to me. Right. Like where you start pulling away emotionally because you're scared. And so that doesn't feel safe to me at all. And just the values and honor and integrity beneath that. Like I've already been with somebody who didn't have honor, integrity, and strong foundational values. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that again. So I think that's when I was like, hey, I think we're both, you know, starting to pull away. And I think it would just be a good idea to end things now. I don't think we're both in a place to, to move forward, especially at the level that we're at. I and, and that's the thing. We didn't end it because we didn't like each other. Right. We that's, liked that each wasn't... other a lot. I liked him a lot, y'all. But it was just at the end of the day, like, the values and, like, we just disagreed on a lot of very important things. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, 
in my mind, I'm looking at somebody having just completely different core values and beliefs as uh, as me, and then somebody who um, is not super self-aware. Like, the one that weighs more to me is obviously those core values and beliefs because that self-awareness can change. You know what I mean? Like, I've not been super self-aware. There's probably, I mean, there are several things that I probably need to be more self-aware about. Like, I don't think that someone has to be, like, great at their self-awareness but they have to at least be trying you know what I mean some sort of effort like even if there has to be a willingness there yes some a tiny bit of effort just showing me okay I'm trying I can recognize later that yeah maybe I can see this side now if you're denying 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 mm, okay we're not gonna get anywhere then um but those core values I feel like are super important because those are those are things that typically don't change those are something that's like to our core it's the root and those don't change often, especially at the age that we are now, like after, you know, going through 26 years of life, like they've kind of already been instilled. I'm not saying that they can't change. However, we both know that we can't go into a relationship. It's more of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. We can't hope that they're going to change. Yeah. And and I don't want to, and I don't want to change anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Like I don't want to make someone believe, I don't want to have to disciple my future husband like I just didn't want to have to do that I don't have capacity or energy yeah for it but and that and that's the thing though is like that's your choice and it's completely valid exactly and also like it's his choice too exactly and I didn't fault him for it I actually don't fault him for believing I totally respect that not believing you mean oh not believing (laughs) yes yes I totally respect that he does not believe and that he you know he he is happy where he's at. Yeah. And I think that's totally okay. And um, I am thankful, but but I will admit, like, it it, was, it, it, it took me a good minute yeah, to but, get over it. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, how many people, though, just feel such a strong bond and connection that they're willing to kind of turn a blind eye to those things, you know, at the beginning because they want it to work out or they're hoping, you know what, maybe he's not going to be like this forever or maybe she's not going to be like this forever. Like you're holding on to something, hoping in your mind, hoping that something eventually will change. But I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure if you do that. Like Exactly. And also you're holding that person to a certain expectation to where they might that your actions are going to show it later on in the future and then they might even resent you for it. That or... Another side of that coin could be, oh, well, Alexis wants me to believe and and I really like this. I really like this relationship. So, you know what? I'm okay just faking it. Like, it'll be fine. Like, you know, there are people who want to fit whatever, you know, mask, whatever thing you have for them because they so much like you. They want to be in a relationship with you. So they're willing to do anything. But you we all know that down the road, eventually that crumbles and falls apart and it's just never good. Exactly, exactly. And so I just didn't want to get to that place with him because I do respect him and I did really like him. Um, So we just ended it in a very healthy way. But I realized something about myself of like, even though like I initiated the ending, I guess I want to say. Right. I, Kristen knows what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. I felt rejected because he agreed with me. Yeah. Like I, and to explain that is like, and that's the thing. I don't even want to call it us rejecting each other. Like we were still at the end of the conversation saying this sucks. I really like you. Yeah. And, but like, 
I just felt rejected. Like I didn't feel chosen. And like, honestly, and now I, I realized something like it was so weird to me that he wasn't like fighting for me. He wasn't blowing up my phone the next week or blowing up, you know, like texting me and calling me over and over again because y'all like that's, that's what, what I'm, that's what I'm used to yeah in my past relationship so I noticed a lot of things about me that I thought was somebody oh this is what it looks like to be fought for mm-hmm. and I was believing a lie that this is what it looks like to be fought for when actually in reality no exactly <laughs> that's not it and so I realized like you know, how I felt loved in those moments, but it's actually like unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and then I also was just like, why do I feel so rejected when these men agree with me (laughs) in the, hey, we're not right for each other, even when I initiated it. And I know I don't want them. Like, I know I don't want to be with you. I know I don't want you. But I want you to want me so I can feel chosen. Like, that was like, like, I was mad that they didn't still want me when I didn't want them. (laughs) You're like, so obviously I've got something going on. Exactly. Like, what is that? And so I was just kind of like, this is new. Like, I never realized this about me. And... I think I realized, like, especially, I think throughout the whole Masculine series, I realized so much of myself. Um, and when, I think, I think it was Spencer who brought up, it was in the last episode, it, he brought up his dad and the passiveness of his dad. And I was like, wow. You know, like, me as a little girl, and I love my dad. I yeah. do. I love him. But me as a little girl felt as though my dad was so passive in a lot of the things that was going on in our childhood and in the midst of the chaos. It felt as though he was so passive to it that me as a little girl did not feel fought for, did not feel chosen, did not feel protected. Yeah. And it didn't feel like love in that season, in that part of my life from my dad. And I noticed that, like, wow, like, I have a need that I would do anything to feel chosen, even if it's by somebody that I don't want to be with, because at least I would feel chosen. Mm. Does that make sense? This is good. No, okay, not good, okay, but I'm just saying, like, I'm literally, like, I'm imagining, okay, I'm imagining, like, your heart, right? And I'm imagining, like, as as a little girl, like, there's, like, that wound there. Like, I'm literally imagining, like, a little hole in your heart, okay? And so, like, now, as adult Alexis, it's like, hey, can you fill my hole? You know? Yeah. I don't really want you to, but I just – it's so empty there. Like, I need something to Like, I would to do anything yeah. for it for, to get love in. I would do it's, anything. It's survival mode. Exactly. But what do you notice about that? Oh, wow. You're questioning me. Oh, I love it. Um, what do I notice about that? It feels like I would do anything for someone else Yeah. to fill that hole. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would push myself aside so I could get whatever to feel love in that moment. That too. But even, even deeper than that, it's like 
I'm relying on outside sources yeah. to fill this hole deep inside of me. Yeah. When I have the power. Yes. Yeah. To partner with God yeah. to fill that hole myself. Right. Exactly. No, that's so good. Do you know what I'm saying here? No, absolutely. Because yeah. there's so many things that I'm relating to myself where I'm like, there's yeah. so many times where I've looked at for outward sources to fill something within me and then I just get disappointed because it's mm-hmm. not always going to happen. You know what I mean? And I can't just rely on outside sources to mm-hmm. fill that part of me because yeah. I'm setting well, myself up for failure kind of. Right. And that's what I realized. Like, I'm like, wow, like this like a little Lex in me is like has been crying out to feel loved and chosen her whole life because she didn't feel chosen by her mom and dad. And so she took rejection and people not choosing her so hard as if it took so much of her identity and worth away and value. And like I realized that I had to tell myself every day, like, it's very important for me to tell my heart every day, hey, like, I choose you today. Mm-hmm. I choose you. Exactly. I choose you today. Exactly. And I choose you in this moment. I choose this pain. I choose to lean in. I choose to love you. And, like, I realized, like, things about me of, like, hey, I'm not going to settle anymore for just to, I want to feel chosen. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel chosen anymore. I want to be chosen. Yeah. And the difference between those two is like any guy or any moment that you have with a man or just anybody, anybody, you can apply this about anything. Like you would do anything in the midst of that moment just to feel chosen. It's not the person Mm-mm. that you want. It's that you feeling. just want, you want that feeling and you don't care who's going to meet that feeling. Exactly. No matter if it disrespects you. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, are you finished with your No, thought? no, I want to finish yeah, this yeah, one okay, thing. you're good. So no matter if it disrespects you, and but to be chosen is a decision that in a commitment that is made every single day. It's not based off of, of a fleeting feeling. Beautiful. A fleeting moment. Mm-hmm. It is a commitment. And I want to make that commitment to myself. Like, hey, I choose you yeah. on a deeper level. Like, yes, I've been choosing myself. Yes, I've been creating space for myself. But on a deeper level of an invitation of like, hey, I choose you in everything that I do. And it's not just based off of, of a fleeting moment. And even when that guy, if I ever do get married or if I ever do find somebody, blah, 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 like I know that they're going to make a decision, a choice to choose me. Exactly. And it's not going to be based off of a feeling. Yes. I love that. Like I love honing in on the fact that it's a choice because that's super Mm -hmm. important. Um, While you're talking, I was just thinking about after I had said that, I was thinking about, okay, hold on. Basic human needs. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm looking, I looked at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically just like, I mean, it's literally a triangle and it's saying like at the very bottom, this is the basis of whatever human needs. And then it like, you know, it builds on the importance. So like, obviously the first one is, um, physiological needs. So air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction, like the, obviously that's what you know, that's like the bare minimum of what we need. Right. right? Um, the next one is safety needs. Um, and so it's personal security, employment, resources, health, 
property. Um, I feel like a little of that could be personal security, like in, in your yeah. childhood, it could be yeah. a little bit. And then the next one. So the third most important thing, like, I feel like those first two are kind of like, duh, you know what I mean? Of course, we're going to need those to survive. The next one is love and belonging. And so it's friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. And so from a young age, you had a deficit. And yeah. so many people have Do. deficits yeah. from their from their childhood. Yeah. Not every single person. Most people don't get all of these needs met, yeah. obviously. Exactly. Because we're not perfect. Not nobody, We don't have perfect parents. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody can meet all your needs. Yeah, exactly. Here. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so it's just, I, okay, for lack of a better term, I love that this, okay, pause. Side note, this is why I love like self-realization because I just yeah. think this is so cool because I love that we as humans have the ability to notice our deficits, to notice those things that, okay, I have an unmet need, but I can go back and think about that and I can, I can change it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're able to unlearn unhealthy behaviors and reparent, reteach our hearts and get love in neuroplasticity exactly (laughs) exactly like we are capable of as human beings which that means okay you're not powerless yep you're actually powerful and you can get yourself out of this cycle or out of this feeling of hopelessness you know so it's you're actually that lie saying that you're everything's hopeless you're powerless you can't change anything it is a damn lie yeah you are powerful. Mm-hmm. There is hope. There is beauty for your future. Yeah. It's not going to be like this forever. You're actually worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And you, what you have to offer is so much. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than what you're doing right now. Exactly. And so I think that's – and that's the beauty. And that's why I love the fact that I entered into a season of dating because – I would have never known that part of myself if I didn't allow an invitation for that guy to come in, you know? And so like, and also like now that I know that that is a wound, that is something that I need to get met that need and get love in and truth in. It's like, oh my gosh, now that I'm doing that and making a commitment in myself and choosing myself every day, I don't need another man to do that. And as and when and and when a guy does choose me, it's not gonna feel like oh, I finally made it. Yeah. No, it's gonna feel like an addition. Yep. It's gonna feel like a gift. Yeah. It's not gonna feel like my main source. Exactly. And also, after I got healing and self realization from that, I wasn't so upset about the motocross dude anymore. Exactly. You know, like it didn't feel personal. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It didn't take away anything from me. Yeah. And like, I'm not upset about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's just the beauty of it. And I also want to say this, what I've noticed about myself, which I'm so freaking proud of. And I was talking to, well, another guy about this (laughs) 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 and he listens to the podcast. So hi. Shout out. (laughs) So thank you for saying this. And I told you I would mention this, but, um, I was talking to him, you know, I met him, and he's great. I think our emotional intelligence are a match. Like, he's awesome. But we were talking, and he was saying how, and he's a Christian, (laughs) but he was saying how, like, you know, I think the reason why, because we talked about dating, how it's, it's high stakes in the Christian world. And I think, and he was saying, like, how, 
the reason why, one of the reasons why it could be so high stakes in the Christian world is because Christians, like, we believe at a young age, like, we start dating at a young age, and we believe that we need to find the one at a very young age. Yep. And when uh, when we're at that young age, we don't really know who we are. Like, we really, really don't. Like, we don't know the core or core values, what what we really value of ourself and others and what we really want for our lives. Yes, some people do. But, like, honestly, I said that five years ago. But, I'm oh, my God, everything has changed. Yeah. Like, I thought I knew, but I didn't. And, and Sorry. Just a side note of that. And I feel like as, you know, young adults, kids, whatever, like, we're always looking for someone else to tell us, you know, what we believe or who we are, all that stuff. Because I feel like as kids, like, the only, you only look up to your parents. You only look up to the adults in your life. And so I feel like for so much time in our lives, we're always looking for other people to kind of tell us who we are. Yeah, Anyways. and making decisions based off of that. Yep. And so I think because of that, because we don't really know who we are and we don't really know the tools and know how to navigate a lot with a lot of what's going on. We don't know how to navigate what's going on inside us, emotions. We don't know how to navigate how to communicate that to somebody across from us, especially in relationships yep. with a boy and a girl, like in friendships and all that. Like we don't know how to communicate that. And so in the midst of that, we're trying to figure out what's going on in us. And then at the same time, we're trying to figure out what's going on with this person. And it makes it very high, high stakes. And then at the same time with that, we're trying to figure out, hey, are you the one? Oh, my God, I need to get married. Oh, my God, I need to find my husband. Oh, my God, I need to find my wife. Are you the one? God, is she the one? God, God, okay, I just need you to tell me, please, if he's the one or else I can't move forward. Like, yeah. no joke. Like, I was reading my journals. Uh, oh my god y'all i was reading my journals a couple nights ago and oh my like it was from three years ago around this time yeah (laughs) so that's already okay but like three years ago around this time it's when i started you know dating that person and even in my journals i could feel how high stakes I felt in that time. Yeah. Like I was constantly praying, is he the one? Is he the one? Please tell me if he's the one. God, I need you to tell me if he's the one. I can't do this anymore if he's not, if I don't know he's the one. Mm-hmm. And she just felt so much pressure. And I could feel the pressure. Yeah. And like, and I just, oh my God, like as I was reading these pages in my journal I had so much compassion for her and I honestly I'll be honest like I haven't felt connected to that Alexis in a very very long time right because it honestly feels like another lifetime ago it's it really does like it feels (laughs) like another person yeah and oh my god I just I couldn't believe the amount of pressure and perfectionism I had on myself even in dating and getting to know somebody and how it made every it 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 was the trajectory of how I made a decision yeah about men yeah and it was unhealthy and I even like saw myself in my journal self-sabotaging things 
and that. Yeah. And how I would communicate. And a lot of my abandonment wound would show up. Yeah. But also, as I was getting love and compassion in that moment and kind of having a lot of empathy, reading the words, oh, reading, sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> it's okay. Reading the words of, what I would say about this person. It wasn't, it didn't make me sad. Yeah. And it wasn't gut-wrenching. Yeah. And I wasn't in pain. Which is... And I know. And I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> like, I'm crying right now, but it's like happy tears. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, she's smiling ear to ear, so it's okay. <laughs> but like, like, yes, some certain parts, I'll be honest, like, I got a little, like, I felt like like, I felt hot. Like, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is weird. Right. But I wasn't, oh, man, I wasn't angry. I wasn't sad. I wasn't in pain. It, like, my, I didn't feel like a broken heart anymore. Right. And I was, like, super, super proud of myself because, like, like, I'm finally in a place where, like, like, I'm not mad at him. Right. Like, I'm really not. Like, I'm not angry with him anymore. And I finally have came to a place, and I was telling my friend today, one of my guy friends today, like, because he's, like, going through something similar. And, like, and obviously, like, I'll be honest, like, when you're dating and you're leaving your old self, like, your old life, you find yourself sometimes those exes coming back yeah and that's what happened Mm -hmm. this summer when I was dating it's like they knew it's like he knew Mm -hmm. and he came back and there was conversations that were being had but like even in that like obviously like he's still not willing to face a lot of the things that he did um and take full complete ownership but and I want to bring that up, too, because, like, it's normal when an ex shows up back in your life when you're moving on. Mm-hmm. That's a normal tendency. And it's your decision and your discernment on what to do with that. Yep. And that it's okay if it gets messy. And I want to let you know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. But even when it felt like as if we were having healthy conversations and I finally got a apology that I thought I wanted or needed, um, the next day it would go back into a victimization from him part, whatever. It felt like manipulation. Again, it's, it's that same thing, guys. But after the even like the masculine series in this, this past month and a half, it, it was just kind of like I felt like I'm just not angry anymore. Yeah. Like I'm not sad about it. It doesn't take my heart away. Exactly. Like I have my heart back. And also like I I just see him. Mm-hmm. Like I see him for what he really is and he's just scared. And I think the reason why we couldn't have a healthy conversation and just without any pride or ego or any manipulation coming up is because there's so much shame around what he did and he still doesn't want to face the consequences 
of his actions Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to just trust him. Right. Even if it's been so many months, like I'm not just going to trust you just because we had this many, this much space with each other. And I think that's what he's expecting of me, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't. And it's just hard to have a conversation with somebody and an understanding when they still have so much shame subconsciously. Right. And it's coming out in his words. It's coming out in his actions and his behavior. And I just see him as just a little boy who's just really scared and still hasn't dealt with the shame that's going on in his heart. Yeah. And still and is and doesn't and is scared because there's no willingness to face it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally okay. Because a lot of people are like that. Like in that masculine series, it's having that will to face your fears. Yeah. As a man. It's hard. Yeah. But I'm just not angry anymore. And I like if you are listening to this and you've never been through something like that or something. I don't even want to say similar. Just basically like heartbroken. You know what I mean? Like that feeling... I mean, it's hard to even explain that feeling when you finally realize that, like, all you like, you don't have all of those negative emotions about this thing that once consumed your life. Yeah, haunted you. Yes, haunted your life. I I mean, the best way it literally feels freeing. Like, it feels free from this dark cloud Mm -hmm. that you've been in and when I say been in I mean like three plus years in you know what I mean like it's not yeah oh a couple months it like a long time time. yeah (laughs) yeah and that's the thing like I'm I'm okay if he never realizes I'm okay if he never gets connected to who he truly is. Yeah. I want that for him. And honestly, I'm never going to stop hoping that for him. Yeah. Because I see him and I've seen him. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly who he is, the core of who he is. And I hope he finds healing and figures that out. Like, I want that for him. Yeah. But I'm going to be okay and I'm still going to have a happy and beautiful life if he never does. Yeah. And I'm going to be okay Even if he does, I'm going to be okay if like he goes and goes back to the girl that he cheated on me with. Like I'm going to be like, I really don't have a care. Like I really like I don't have this striking feeling in my heart anymore. Like I'm just I'm happy. Like I truly, truly am happy without him. Yeah. And but here's like. From my point of view, like, here's here's the key, though, is, like, him in that situation doesn't have such a stronghold on you anymore. Exactly. And, and that is the beautiful breakthrough that yeah. I love seeing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a stronghold on my healing process yeah. anymore. Or and identity or anything like that. Exactly. Or my worth. Or if I was enough or not. And I don't have those questions anymore. And, and like, even, like, let's say, and that's the thing. That's why I wanted to say this. Because if I didn't say this and if I didn't get it out today, I probably never would. Yeah. Like, I wanted, and I, and I know since we had this platform, like, we talked about everything that happened at the beginning of this podcast. Exactly. So I want to even, like, say it on here, too. Like, I'm happy like I truly feel like I'm alive and free and found freedom and and I think he always knew that too like yeah. 
I think he knew since because there's so much damage and shame around what happened. I am happier without him. Yeah. But I wanted to get it out and say it for myself that like I'm just not mad or angry about it anymore. Yeah, it feels good to like know that and then like verbally acknowledge that. Like mm-hmm. verbally be able to say, "Hey, this doesn't have any power over mm-hmm. me anymore and I've worked my ass off for the last three years for it not to. Yeah. Like it's not just I hoped and prayed. Like I, I put in the work. I, I did yeah. what needed to be done in order for me to be right here right now mm-hmm. saying these things mm-hmm. and genuinely, genuinely meaning that. Yeah. And to still have compassion on a humanity level. Exactly. For that other person because – I know why. I truly, truly know why he does the things that he does. And so I don't take it as a hit to my identity. And that's the thing. I don't even care anymore that he's like spreading lies to his family and warping the reality still of what actually happened. Like it doesn't affect me anymore. I don't even care in that arena anymore because, you know, like that used to make me so angry when he would warp the reality. Now I don't feel angry about it anymore. Like he could say whatever he wanted to people and to his the people in his life and family. And I wouldn't care because I know the truth. Exactly. Like I know what happened. Exactly. But I feel like that is just so relatable. Like I know I can relate to that. I know that several people who are listening can relate to that in some way or another. Like, actually, that process of not just letting go, but, like, genuinely letting go. Not just being like, well, I'm not going to deal with this, so I'm just going to, quote, unquote, let it go. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to do the work. And by do the work, I mean going through all those nasty, you know, emotions, getting angry, crying, like getting down to the root. Because what you realize is the root really isn't them. No. It's you. It's what's going on inside you. Why was this such a hit for you? Exactly. Exactly. And that's that that is what I feel like is the key piece because um now before I say this, I want to preface I'm not saying that cuz Alexis isn't perfect. So so throughout the 3 years, it's not like, oh yeah, she just did everything right and it was perfect and she nope. did everything just to really help herself. No. I had to go back a few hundred times. You know, you take two steps forward, you take one back. It's all good. Exactly. Everybody does it. Yeah. But here's the thing is even when she did take a step back and and that can look a bunch of different ways. I'm not saying like certain things where you taking a step back, but like she was like, Oh, it's okay. We're going to keep going. You know what I mean? Like, but I always learned something deeper when I would take a step back. Exactly. And I was like, and maybe sometimes we do need to take a step back because we're wanting to, you know, race and hurry up and get this shit over with. (laughs) But in reality, it's like, slow down. We're not, we're not ready. Yeah. We're not there yet. Mm -hmm. And and it's a process, y'all. Yeah. Like, it is a process. You have to be tenacious. You have to persevere. Like, it is not something that's easy, but it's something that's worth it. It's something that's more worth it than you shoving it down and trying to continue to move on because you shoving it down is not actually helping you because it's going to come up in other areas of your life or it's going to come up later down the road. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to sit there and wonder, what is this? And it's like, oh, ding, ding. Remember 20 years ago, whenever I mm-hmm. didn't deal with my mess then, mm, mm-hmm. now I'm having to do it now. Exactly. There's so much beauty and deep breakthrough and healing in the process. Yep. Like in the process as you're going through it. Yeah. Like you can still get there. Exactly. I mean, just to give you guys some sort of reference, like 
without, like, without it even, like, completely ending three years ago, you know what I mean? So there was still, like, a back and forth. Wait, hold on. I don't even know the timeline anymore. (laughs) I know, right? I almost forget (laughs) the timeline, which is honestly, thank you, Jesus. But, like, I think if we were to get really technical, what are you talking about? Like, when we actually ended things and I was like, stop. Okay, how about let's just do when y'all first started dating. How about that? How okay, that was three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Three years ago, you know, and in the midst of this three years, you know, they're actually together, whatever. Okay. It took her three years. And you know why it took her three years? Because <laughs> she got nitty gritty and wanted to do the work and didn't give up on herself. Yeah. Now, let's... I faced my fears. Ex- I faced everything. Exactly. And that's something that's admirable because it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's... You know, I feel like some people are like, oh, just do it or, oh, just face it. it. But it's not that easy. Like, it isn't. It really isn't. It's, I f- like, in my head, you know, I think about, like, I'm I'm standing at a cliff, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I got to jump off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have yeah. to jump off. I have to fa- face this. Yeah. And then I just kind of sit there and stare at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to go. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still like, standing. I'm going to go. I'm going to do it. And then, like, six years later, I'm like. You, are you sure you can do it? You, you can yeah. jump? <laughs> you know no, I mean? I'm doing it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah. But to actually just make that decision and just like, li- I mean, it sounds weird. Like, like literally just do it. Like commit and go. Yeah. And that's the thing, guys. It's going to be fucking hard. <laughs> like the most rewarding, best things in your life, the most fruitful things you will ever have in your life will always start at start out as the hardest thing in your life. You know what? That's so good because I'm just thinking, you know what? If it's hard, it's probably worth it. Absolutely. Because there's several things, and I know that you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) that I struggled with and that it was hard. But now that I've done it, I am so glad that I did it. I'm so glad that I stepped out. So I I don't want to make this seem like a cakewalk because it isn't. Like, no. (laughs) Okay. No, it's not. Honestly, none of these things that we talk about on this podcast are easy. Are easy. It's not. It's not sexy. It's N- not. No, but that's. I think that's why we're so passionate about it. Is mm-hmm. because once you do face that fear, once you do step off that. Okay, but you're safe. Step off that cliff. <laughs> like that other side is so worth it. Like right. Being able to face your fears is worth it. Um. Yeah. But there's so much healing. Yeah, and and here's the thing though is. You can, you can, you know, be like Alexis and, you know, continuously choose to face your fears. And and I don't mean every single time she was like, yeah, let me face it. That's not what I mean either. Like there were setbacks, but she, like I said earlier, she was tenacious. She she persevered. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. She kept going and kept choosing herself or you can be like me. What I did is it took me seven eight years to face and deal deal with something and guess what just because I tried to shove it under the rug or push it aside doesn't didn't absolve me from dealing with it right it just prolonged it exactly it still kept coming up even in like more explosions and here's the thing that I think sucks is that when you do you know push it aside you're you're trying to force yourself to forget about it like that's what I did like I was forcing myself to try to forget about it oh you know if I don't think about it it didn't really happen you know that's that was my thought process in it see but the thing that sucked was later on I would do certain things but then I wouldn't understand why I was doing it or why I felt that way but 
later on, later on, I realized, oh, I did those things because I was still hurt as fuck from this. You know what I mean? And so it does bleed out into your everyday life, whether you think about it or not. Exactly. Subconsciously, it will bleed out in your behavior and your actions and yeah. whatever you do. Yeah. It could be in a co-working situation with a staff member. It could be in a friendship. It could be in a relationship. It could be with your parents subconsciously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's the thing like it it matters. It it matters what you do and it matters what you say, but most importantly, your pain matters more. Yeah. What you're going through matters. And that's that's the core of this. Like your the core of your humanity and what's going on within like inside you matters. Yeah. I feel like and correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind I feel like when I feel pain, I should just think about that like my body trying to tell me something. My body trying to get me to Yeah, it's trying to get out and it's trying to get healed. Yeah. And then you get it and you get healed and you focus on it and it might get be healed in that moment or it might take a couple weeks or a couple months or maybe yeah. this is going to sound like hell or years. Yeah. It and re- that's okay. It just depends. It yeah. really does depend. I mean, like you, we did a whole episode on it. It's a gray area. It's a yes. great area. Every, it's not black and white. Every individual is unique. Every individual has exactly. different things that happen exactly. to them. Thought process, it's just yeah. different. So you a, just don't know. A human being is not black and white. No. We like to, us as human beings, we like to categorize and label to make our, our self and our narrative feel better. Yeah. You know what's so funny is like with my new, this is like kind of like a sidebar, but mm-hmm. with my new position... You know, I'm learning all about behaviors and human behavior and all that stuff. Yeah. And it's really freaking cool because it ties into this a lot. Right. Um, and the behavior interventionist that I've been working on, she's like, you know, behaviors are just such a gray area. And yeah. I'm like, so humans, a.k.a. humans, because we all have behaviors, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, are a gray area. There you go. There's, There's your proof. So There's much, science. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's so much nuance to it. Like, and that's why I'm saying, like, if I lived the life that my ex did, and I was him, I would have done the same things. I would have. Yeah. If I lived the life that he did and had the same trauma, I would have done the same things. Yeah. So it's putting myself, yes, my pain still matters. Absolutely. And what was done to me is not okay. Yep. And I have a justifiable anger, or I did, to it. Right. And what he had gone through and everything there's a reason for it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I have an understanding of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's, I know that we did a whole podcast on this, but real like, I feel like that's like the cherry on top is being able to have an understanding and, and like an empathy for somebody else in yeah. their situation. Yeah. You're finally at the place of like, hey, a person's actions doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't take away my identity or value. It's because of everything that they went through is the reason why they act like that. It's not me. Yeah. It's what they're going through. So yeah. I, I, I'm just going to say again, I, I honestly right now, hold on, are we almost done? Well, yeah. I mean, we can wrap it up, but continue with what you're okay, saying. That's what I was gonna say. Um, like the thing that I love about this episode though is Yes, it's targeted towards dating, and yes, the example is a dating example. Yeah. However, yeah, it can also be translated into any sort of relationship, a relationship yeah. with a dear friend, a relationship with mm-hmm. a parent, a rela- like whoever 
is super close to you because at the end of the day, it is that connection. It's, yeah. it's, it's a connection to somebody else and, and you're learning. Yeah. You're learning and that's from okay. One another. Yep. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Like people can bring something out of you that you didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Yep. Even if it's a one date. Yep. <laughs> like you can always learn from humanity and yeah. human beings. And that's what I, I just love our podcast and I know. The, the name of it. But um, yeah. So I yeah. Still... Sorry. I, I'll, we could talk No, later. go ahead. Go ahead. I, was like, I just love the, like the way that we found out the, the name of our podcast. Yeah. Oh, we, we can say that on the year episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One year episode. You're right. You're right. But um, yeah. So yeah. Share this with anybody. Like, please, like, if you feel the need, and, and this is always an invitation, please rate, review, and subscribe to our channel, and leave, like, a good review. Like, tell us what you love about it. Like, what what do you get from this? Like, because we want this to be beneficial for you. We yeah. want this to be of value for you, and, you know, most of this stuff, like, you would have to pay. Yeah. To get. Yeah. So we're take we're giving out so much free content, honestly. Yeah. And here's the thing, I don't only want to say like, oh, you know, tell us what you like, but if yeah. you have constructive criticism, we are like all, healthy criticism. We are always open yeah. to that. Always, yeah. always, always. Yeah. But yeah, just rate, review, subscribe. We love y'all so much. We love to connect with y'all. We love hearing from y'all, honestly. Yeah. Um, and also go listen to the Masculine series. It's yes. <laughs> truly, oh my God, so impactful. I just, I'm proud of it. We're proud of it. Um, and then also, you know, keep dating low stakes. Yeah. Or go on a date. Go on Bumble. Just, just do it. Do what feels safe for you. Yes. And keep it low stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, we'll see what is in store. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. Don't worry. For future me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we love y'all so much. We did go a little over, but it's fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. But okay, I love you guys. We love y'all. We love you. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.